Here, it has milk. If you're hearing our voices, that means it's time for It's This Meets That, the podcast where you watch terrible movies so you don't have to, but maybe you should. I'm Russ. I'm Jared. <laughs> I actually have a comment about this movie because, uh, <laughs> hold on, we should talk about what the movie is first. So, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But, <laughs> there, I have a lot of milk comments about this movie. Anyways, Are you saying my quote doesn't explain everything? <laughs> It just hit a it hit a deep core to me because milk is a thing in this movie. And I was like, is mm-hmm. this is this a thing? Um, <laughs> so I don't even know where to begin here. Um, so we're back. This is part one of 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 our teardown. Um, uh, Jared, why don't you, is so last week we did a trailer trash for white noise. Why don't you Remember we used quick... to pretend it might not be two parts? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, now. so sorry, listeners. Nope. <laughs> just we're just leaning in. We're all the way leaned in on this. Yeah, remember we used to pretend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so last week we did trailer trash for the 2005 movie White Noise with Michael Keaton. So before we go any further, Jared, why don't you give what do we? What's the the log line or the summary of this movie? So it's White Noise, uh, 2005's White Noise, not to be confused with 2021 White Noise. Oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> so the premise here: an architect's desire to speak with his wife from beyond the grave becomes an obsession with supernatural repercussions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Pretty good description, I think, of what happened. Yeah, no, I actually this is this is this might be one of the this that nails it. Yeah, they're not Harry Pottering us. Nope. <laughs> they're not uh Armis following us here. They're not nope. any other movie where it's super generic and you're like, cool, that's like every movie <laughs> you've ever described. Yeah, this is this is good. Three people do something and it has consequences. <laughs> Do they learn? Do they learn? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we've watched this entire movie. It's only an hour and 38 minutes. So it's not a total terrible distraction. No. Uh, but my expectations were confirmed. <laughs> and I, I don't know about yours, but like there there was too much Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's 90 percent Keaton, right? At least, I think that's an underestimation. Of he might actually be in every single scene in the movie. Oh, definitely, yeah. Right? Where where's there a scene where he's not? <laughs> Can't tell you. Man, he's in there. He, no, he's uh, in it. So. No, because there's still scenes. I was gonna say like he's not always with the people, but it's like cutting around and. All right, so like scene. the panning of the city. Yeah, sure. sure he's not in that. Sure, it'd be kind of funny. Just popped up and like, hey. <laughs> um. So your expectations from the trailer met? I think so. Uh, it's It was not good. <laughs> uh, there was too much Keaton. And uh, it wasn't the worst movie we've ever seen. <laughs> um, what did you think? So to the listeners here. So Jared suggested this movie. He'd seen it when it first came out in theaters, which is crazy. Um, yep. I'd never even heard of it. And so he he watched it before I did. Right. Right. Uh, and then you, I remember you sent me a text and you're like, Hey, good luck. This movie's, this movie's, it's a slog. It's, it's slow. It's, it's very slow, slow. Right. Which we, we run into a lot of movies like, wow, awesome. We're like terrible movie. It's only an hour and a half and it ends up feeling like it's four hours long. Um, yes. which is usually a problem with a lot of terrible movies. Right. Um, and uh, I'll be honest, I watched it and it, I didn't feel that slog. I don't know. You're wrong. <laughs> You're very wrong. 
I didn't feel that slug. I don't know. I, I, it definitely is. I think it's the best worst movie we've watched. What you think? Wait, you think this is the best movie we've done? I, I, I'm uh, even on like entertainment. I mean, I, all right, I'll give you maybe, maybe it's the best. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know I'm, I know I'm wrong, but <laughs> no, 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 you're not wrong. Like it's definitely, uh, it's definitely like the most, one of the most credible movies we've watched. But uh, is it though? Even then, now I'm thinking back. Like, would we? What did like all the movies we've watched? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like the fanatic is way more watchable. I think. <laughs> yes. Right. Because like, it's it ridiculous. Those... It's ridiculous and it's stupid. Yeah. So, it has Limp yes. Biscuit. It's got Limp. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what other ones were good. None of it's, them were good. No, uh, none of them were good. So that's why it's tough to pull them up. No. So <laughs> I definitely. I don't know. It, it didn't feel like a slog for me. It actually was like, oh, an hour and a half. But it also felt like if nothing, it felt like so empty until like the like the third act, like the very end. And I was like, oh, yes. now it's now it's actually getting kind of interesting. Before it's just really boring, well, and it's like you could make this so much more interesting. It's like it felt like something. And that's why I don't understand your premise here of like it's kind of watchable because it's so fucking boring. <laughs> I don't know if I said it's kind of watchable. I just said it's the best movie we've seen. Like I would. Does watch, that translate to, to kind of watchable? I guess it does. I think so. Yes. <laughs> uh, like I would gladly watch Show Dogs again. No, absolutely not. Before I watch this movie, I'd watch this over Show Dogs. I'd watch this over Last American Crime. Nope, that was good too. <laughs> I'd watch it over. Probably the not yeah definitely over jujitsu. I'd watch Artemis Fowl a third time before wow. I watch this movie again. <laughs> I think I'd watch this over Artemis Fowl. Oh man, this is gonna be a fun one. Okay. Yeah, this movie's. I, I mean, I've, and again, I've seen this once. Now I've seen it twice. Uh, I didn't remember anything about the movie other than how angry <laughs> I was when I left the theater, and I think I'm backing that up now. Of like, what did I just waste an hour and forty minutes on? Now, I want to be very clear to all the listeners here. I'm not saying this is a good movie. No. Okay. No, of course not. Like, we don't do that here. This isn't what right. we do. Um, it's, not, it's not Toy Story. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not Batman. <laughs> no. Um, it's, it's not good. But I, I think it has, it, it is so close to it, 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 the execution, which we say, I think about every bad movie we've ever watched. It's like, mm -hmm. always comes down to the execution of like, there's, there's moments where it's like, oh, this, this has got something to it, but it just, well, I mean, the premise is cool. Like, and that's why, like, yeah. why I went to go, I went to go see it in the theaters because I was like, well, horror movie about communicating with dead people through static. Yeah, Neat. that sounds awesome. fun. Twelve-year-old Jared, all excited about going. <laughs> all right, I was sixteen at the time, Russ. I'm close enough. <laughs> drove myself to the theater. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, not in your own car, parents' car. No, in my own car. No, what? no, no. I had my own car back then. My my parents bought me a car. It was very nice. <laughs> 1997 Volvo station wagon. Wow, nice. Yeah. I had a Honda Accord. 1985 Honda Accord. Ooh, nice. I think it was a beast. Lasted forever. Just, yeah, you can't go wrong with that car. Mm -mm. 
until it dies. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Honda, not a sponsor. Neither is Volvo. If you, if you want to sponsor, send us an email. <laughs> they don't mind Big Auto. <laughs> so, they're probably listening. I bet they're listening. They're, they're always listening. Um, yeah, they're cool. So, all right. So that's, I don't know. So th- th- I think we're, this is going to be fun because I think there was moments that I actually was like, I, I think I kind of like this moment. It's not, yeah, they're yeah. like, they're kind of missing a point here, but it's pretty. I'm going to yell bad. at you. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. This might be the first time we're like. Well, it's the first time that we're on reverse roles because there are movies that I've enjoyed that you, you I hated just, all of them. I was just going to say, I was just going to say like, maybe to come the second part two, I'll just be purely angry. So I hope so. Ah, let's get there. It's going to be great. Um, all right. So the quick info on this one, it was directed by Jeffrey Sachs. He's good. I was going to say, I don't know if you know him from anything. No. Spoiler, she's not from anything. Yeah. <laughs> not not in this country at least. No. He's a British TV director. Yeah. Um Which, a lot of- your prediction, I feel like, was spot on of this is like this is a made for TV movie. <laughs> yeah. And we'll we'll get into it in the fast facts, but uh Michael Keaton obsessed with the director. He loves this guy. Really? <laughs> yeah. They've never worked together again though. No, no, never before and never <laughs> since. <laughs> So that's kind of a, yeah, kind of a red flag. About. That's a red flag. Um, so screenwriter is only one, uh, Niall Johnson, uh, also British fella. He's, but he's only got a few credits, not much. Yeah. Which did you look them up? Keeping mum in mum's list. Very mum focused. Uh, <laughs> those are his big two credits. And, uh, keeping mum is actually, uh, I feel like taste would love it. Um, uh, it's a, a Rowan Atkinson joint. Well, uh, Mr. Bean for everyone. Uh, yep. Yeah, for everyone in the States, Mr. Uh, Bean. <laughs> yeah, it sounds horrible, but like we should do that on the podcast. But this also, now this is starting to make sense. We have a British director, British screenwriter. This also makes sense why we have the British uh, smart guy who knows all the, the right. how to, they're probably all friends, whatever. Yeah. Well, and everyone else is Canadian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> everyone else is Canadian. So, <laughs> so. Perfect transition into the actors of this movie. So Michael Keaton, obviously top build. He's in 99.9% of this movie. Uh, we got Deborah Kara Unger. Who I recognize, but I, I don't know. Like, you know who she is, right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't. <laughs> I was just about to say, yeah, I remember her from Highlander 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember her from White Noise. <laughs> Um, no, she was also, I'm pretty, yeah, she was in the game. That's right. It's funny. Cause I just watched the game the other day and it was like, Oh, yeah. speaking of games, she's the one who does a ton of video game voice acting, right? She she's does. in a bunch of Star Wars games. A lot of Star Wars old Republic stuff she did back in the uh, mid six years ago. Sick. Rest <laughs> in peace. Legends. <laughs> um, I also want to say that she was in crash, but I don't, I can't remember. Um, why? I don't think, Why would I don't, she be in Crash? She was. I knew it. 1996, Crash. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Yeah. All and right. Then she's Hi- in and then one Highlander, movie that I've heard of. And then Highlander <laughs> Fi- Final Dimension. So, yeah. Which did you actually see? Yeah. Mario Van Peebles? Absolutely. Oh, I did not. Are you kidding me? I, I stopped after the second one. <laughs> the second one was not. That's why I stopped. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. <laughs> I was like, oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, Deborah Kara Unger. So she's in this, and okay, um, we have uh, Ian McNeese, right? Who I did figure out who I rec- where exactly where I recognize him from, 
So Thais recognized him from Ace Ventura. Oh! <laughs> yeah. And I recognize him from Doctor Who. He plays Winston Churchill in a bunch of Doctor Who episodes. Wow. Ace Ventura. Yeah. That's a great pull. Yeah. I would not yeah. have I would not have picked that right just from like looking at him. No way. No. Journeyman actor, Ian McNeese. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um yeah, I mean that's like the. I mean, it's just really the three of them. We should. I mean, we should call out Michael Keaton's wife, uh, Anna Chandra West, plays his wife. But do you say? Do you say Chandra? Yeah. What would you say? Chandra. Chandra. I think it's a soft. I think it's a soft. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. You said what was it? Chandra. Chandra. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's no, that's probably right. right. Yeah, what did I say? Chandra? <laughs> yeah, Chandra? that seems offensive. Oh, yeah, no, that's definitely not. That's not right at all, actually. That's completely wrong. Chandra. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Chandra West. It's not, it's, it's not, I mean, well, it's not, it's not Emiratis or anything like that, but no, or Shuriken. Long time listeners will know. Or yeah, Shuriken. Well, Shuriken, right. Which right. I listened right. to it on YouTube and I was actually pronouncing it correctly. So, son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, no, well, I know, I, I know, I agree with you on this one. Chandra. I was looking at the CH going for a hard, you know, CH sound, right. uh, Which, Spanish. That's, you know, I've, you know, took Spanish for years. C. Yeah. I was almost going to go Condra West, but. Well, that's too much. That seems a little bit aggressive. So ben, I was like, it's Italian then. Yeah. Which I studied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our, our, we don't have any, actually, I don't think we have any listeners in Italy yet. So we do uh, now. If you're out there and you know, an Italian, let them know about it's this meets that, please. <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> if you know an Italian, yeah, well, Italians are still one of the people that we can like, kind of, you know, we can do like, yeah. My last name's Deluca. You know, you yeah, can do like a Mario. We can do a Mario. Capasso, bit. So it's like, yeah. or it's a, it's you know, a whatever. me. Uh, right, yeah, 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 whatever. It's fine. I'm like yeah. whatever. I think that's fine. <laughs> right? You know that's an still, Italian? Is that still fine? Can we make fun of ourselves? Capasso and Deluca. We got. <laughs> can we make fun of ourselves anymore? I don't remember. Yes, sure. I think so. I think okay. so. Can I make fun of That's you? That's so cool. You can make fun sure. of me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank God. Um, so that's pretty much it. Who's in the movie? There's a kid and, it, and there's a detective, but it doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Um, irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Not interested. Not interested. We'll talk, when, we'll talk about them when they when they come up and it doesn't matter. Um, so production box office. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. I hope you prepared your... Um, numbers here so <laughs> go on <laughs> the fanatic numbers here so uh yes estimated budget for this movie and i think this is probably just production budget it doesn't include all the marketing but let's even just well i mean i i don't know man because i feel like you think that's why all wouldn't it be the marketing? <laughs> yeah <laughs> you think that's inclusive of like everything why, why wouldn't it be all right well let's, let's just throw it out there so estimated budget yeah. was 10 million dollars right okay um that's that's not that much money. We've seen way higher budget movies in, in our time here. Yeah. Done much worse too. Yeah. I mean, Artemis Fowl, I think blows it out of the water, right? Is our biggest budget. Oh, we've done. Yeah. Well, Show Dogs was up there though. That was like a 40, 50 million. I thought. Yeah. But no, but Artemis Fowl was like 90 almost, wasn't it? Yeah. 90 or hundred. Yeah. So like that was, it was deep. Yeah. That's, that's Disney pocket. That's, that's Disney purse money right there. You love to see it. Yeah. Um, so anyway. 10 million was the budget. <laughs> Yeah. Whether that's including marketing or not, but let's see, let's just say it's just the production budget, mm-hmm. which I guess, I mean, it still feels like a lot. I mean, Michael Keaton, 
he probably demanded he's most ha- of that half yeah probably half right, right? in 2005 <laughs> um Unger and everyone else no one is pulling in anywhere near that no they're getting like 500 dollars a day whatever yeah. the, whatever the lowest possible <laughs> sag rate is <laughs> that's what, is they're what they're getting yeah <laughs> Um, so that's the estimated budget. Now the next numbers are the revenue. So gross in the U.S. and Canada, mm-hmm. I can't believe this, 15, 56 million gross in change. And change, by the way, is a couple hundred. It's fifty. We'll just call it fifty six million three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand. It's uh, closer to four hundred thousand. Fuck, fifty six million four hundred thousand. I hate it. That's just in the U.S. and Canada. Yeah. What are, What are we talking totals here? You want worldwide? worldwide. You want Give worldwide? All right. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Ninety-one million. I can't even. I can't even say. It. I'm laughing. Ninety-one million one hundred ninety-six thousand four hundred nineteen dollars and fifty-seven cents worldwide. That's an unfathomable amount of money for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, and uh, carry the two. That's uh, roughly twenty-four thousand fanatics <laughs> in terms of revenue. <laughs> Like what? Even if the ten million is just like the production budget, and let's just say they did. I mean, I think throwing another ten million for a marketing budget is like being sure. very, very generous. But let's even just say they threw another ten million in marketing budget, <laughs> twenty million dollar, you still made so like a squillion dollars. <laughs> Too much money. Like this movie made enough money to make two sequels. Yeah, this movie's trash. This movie has made made enough money to make. Probably almost a half of the movie that we've covered on this podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. Truly, truly unbelievable. Yeah. Hollywood pitch. What do you got? I think these these are good. I'm okay. excited. For, I'm excited for these. Yeah. I went for what what we like to call a classic Keaton three-way. Uh, <laughs> this this movie is clearly so this this works on a lot of levels, right? Uh yeah. just the Keaton three-way, I mean. So we've got the squeeze okay right meets multiplicity <laughs> meets mr mom <laughs> i can't argue with that no one of your favorite movies of yep. all time probably, mr right? mom one of my favorite movies yep. yeah uh, so the squeeze because there there's like a there's a weird amount of this that like turns into uh a, like there's like a couple of murder investigations, a couple of like pre-murder investigations Yep. Uh, that I don't care for. <laughs> uh, like Michael Keaton might as well be uh, just some like rando artist because he's an architect. Yep. Right? Uh, as he was. And uh, lastly, mm-hmm. one of the most notable things about the squeeze is the accident that took place during (laughs) filming are you aware no i can't wait (laughs) i'm so sorry to this man's family (laughs) so uh during the filming of the squeeze a stunt man was killed oh jesus uh, (laughs) uh, uh, driving a car into the hudson river what which it's terrible. Which, as we know, spoilers, <laughs> Michael Keaton's wife in this movie dies in a river. What? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> what? Yeah, but also it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. That's terrible. And also, the squeeze is not a good movie. Not worth dying for. <laughs> no, don't, no, definitely not. No. Yeah. Rest uh, in peace. So that's that's, that's yeah. rest in peace. Yeah. So, if any of his family ever listens to this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they'll understand. They'll, they'll, no, they there's, won't. There's literally no possible way anyone from that. If you do, send us an email, please. <laughs> Reach out. Yeah, Our condolences, you. but Jesus. Yeah, our condolences. Fuck you. Uh, so, meets multiplicity. Uh, mm-hmm. This one's just way simpler. Too much Michael Keaton. Mm, I knew where you were well, going with that one. I knew where you were going with that one. Yeah, multiplicity's biggest flaw is too, too much, much Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't have enough Michael Keaton, but you can have too much Michael Keaton. Yes, which I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't know it until you run into it and you're like, ooh. Okay. I don't think right. I don't think I've ever seen so many uh so many Michael Keatons since multiplicity. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh and then meets Mr. Mom. Mm-hmm. Uh and now I'm I'm flipping the script. We're flipping the script. I love uh it. I love it. This is my classic aspirational wishful thinking. Okay. Uh poor michael keaton's son in this movie neglected completely neglected spoilers but the kid's just i I feel so bad for the kid yeah forgotten about and this is probably like the second or third movie we've watched by the way where where the parents have just not they've had a kid and just no one cared you hate to see it you really hate to see it yeah uh and uh (laughs) unlike mr mom where michael keaton Ultimate turns dad. into a great dad. Yeah. Ultimate dad. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mr. Mom, some would say. Right. Mr. In the, back then. Yeah, it's, not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not called Mr. Dad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, anyway, that's that's my pitch. All right, <laughs> that's pretty got? good. You went pretty uh, dark in the beginning there. Uh, yep. Now I'm kind of, you know, reflecting back on what was said. And No dead stuntmans in yours? <laughs> nope. Um, all right, you ready for Like that? I said, Stuntmans, <laughs> like that's the plural of stuntmen. <laughs> yeah, stuntmans, stuntmans. It's gonna be a long episode, isn't it? Yep. Um, all right, you ready for mine? You ready? Here we go. Yeah. What do you? What do you got? <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish sipping that beer. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna. Laugh. Go. I don't think you're. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna do a spit take in this. I just want. I just want to yeah. wait. Um, I think it's it's the ring meets frequency meets clean and sober. <laughs> I also saw that you yeah. went for uh, went for the Keaton three. I was like, I'm not going to be out, I'm too, not, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to be outdone. No, I'm doing yeah. I'm doing the Keaton three. When in doubt, when in doubt. Um, so the Ring movie, horror movie, thriller about you see the video, you die within seven days, right? Is Michael Keaton in that? No, oh. but the <laughs> premise so. the premise of watching <laughs> Static and then dying seven days later. Sure. Kind of parallel to this movie because there is yep. a lot of static watching, a lot sure. of a lot of static watching, mm-hmm. and uh, there t- it it starts turning into all of a sudden um, all the people that he's seen through the static end up dying. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I like that. And uh, shout out to our Japanese listeners, Russ's friends there in Japan, mm-hmm. Ringu, Ringu for you over there same Good call story. nice call well <laughs> yeah. done my friend thanks all right so we get the ring meets frequency i don't remember frequency it's kind of a fun movie 
Uh, it sounds familiar, but remind me. All right, so it's the 2000 movie with uh, with Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel there, right? I hate Dennis Quaid. Yeah. <laughs> do we need to, Do we need to do some Dennis Quaid movies? I mean, we could. That's pretty easy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I don't want to give him any more. <laughs> so this is more of like a, a, a you know speaking through an old time ham radio, right? Oh, and communicating okay. with the past. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but so he. Oh, yeah. now it's kind of ringing a bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm taking that connection because in this movie, people communicating through static and kind of from the, there is a little bit of a time thing going on in this movie where, right, right. He's trying to prevent a uh, death. Right? Yeah, he's trying to prevent a death in this movie, right? So we get the ring meets frequency and then meets clean and sober. Clean and sober is a uh, early. I've never seen clean and sober. Yeah, so this is an old school Michael Keaton uh, movie. Uh, just basically, he's a drug addict and he's like, there's addiction and he just he's he does Michael Keaton craziness. Oh, that sounds heavy. So, um, and in this movie, he does get a little obsessed and he he throws remote controls. He does get angry. Okay. And in clean and sober addict, he's addicted, you know, he, and, and this movie, he's mm-hmm, addicted mm-hmm. to the static and trying to hear his, his dead wife. So, <laughs> okay. I feel like I nailed that one. So yeah, no, that's some of your best work. I think. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Nicely done. Nicely that's, done. That's well, maybe I'll you... go watch clean and sober. I won't. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't watch that. <laughs> yeah. Go watch and have a beer while you're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So that's, um, that's, that's it. That's it. The Hollywood pitch. Those were good. I think, I think that was good. Yeah. And I, I say can, that all the uh, time. Take, Cause I, I don't think there's every time where I'm be like, Oh, those were terrible. Well, no, I probably would say like, these were terrible. Let's move. Oh, on. I would definitely say that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe call it up. Uh, and I think, uh, listeners have, uh, I've heard through the grapevine here and there, mm-hmm. uh, have asked for more Hollywood pitch speed rounds. Like we did for your birthday there. Oh a couple yeah. Months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, so like if you, if you want to join the chorus, uh, I think we should do. Maybe we'll do like a, maybe we'll do a holiday special or something where we do a speed round again, yeah. like a whole make a whole episode. We can do a whole episode of uh, Hollywood pitches. Yeah, I don't know. Something to think about. I'm on board with that. Um, but yeah, let us know if you if you want to hear that too, listeners. Yeah. Uh, and then, as far as fast facts go, <sighs> you're gonna have to stop me because I went a little off the rails here. <laughs> So what happens when I just let you do whichever you want, huh? Uh, I know, I know, I know. Holy so uh, this one's like not even a fast fact. Well, it's kind of a fast fact. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't list it though. So there is a sequel. Do, are you aware of the sequel? Wait, hold on. There's a sequel to this movie. Yep, it's called White Noise, White Light. Uh, I did or not know it, that, but into the light. Maybe we were we were literally just talking about how much money this movie made. Then it's pretty obvious that there is a sequel. So right. Uh, divorce from the story of this completely unrelated. Really? It's like an anthology. It's like an anthology series. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's go easy. White, well, no, because the director of the second one, it's a different director. The director of the second one said he wanted to do a third one. <laughs> Never happened. Luckily. Um, but yeah, white noise Two: the light, uh, huh. 70. So in contrast to the 7% on Rotten Tomatoes, the, our white noise got this one got 75 percent it was direct to video to yeah. be fair yeah but still 75 percent positive reviews on ron tomato holy shit like it's like it's worth watching so <laughs> i mean i like just pull up real quick it has nathan fillion in it 
I know. And, and, and Katie Sackhoff. And Katie Sackhoff. Like, okay. Yeah. That's a, no, that's it's a enough. real movie. Yeah, like, that's enough to get people to, like, at least check it out. Direct a video, though. Yeah, I mean, most of what, I mean, not most of what they do is pretty much coming. I guess you're right. <laughs> they still have a but fan still. base and they're still great. They're still fun. You know, they're awesome. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's the pre fastback for you is there okay. was a white noise too. Okay. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> and it got really good reviews. <laughs> I can't believe this. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So back to our bad version. <laughs> Uh, yeah, wait, let's confirm this because I'm pretty sure last I looked, it was, yeah, 75%. On the wow. Yeah. White noise too. Bad, bad audience scores. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I don't really trust audience reviews. There. <laughs> as I say, that is, BS, is what we do. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, speaking of audience reviews, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, and I know you do. You absolutely do. We know you do. At least 13% uh, of you do. It would be amazing if you gave us a review, any kind of review. Uh, ideally, five stars would be nice. Yeah. Uh, you, could, you could say something mean about us in the comments if you want. Yeah, I mean, that's not nice, though, but there's enough negativity in the internet. Like, let's just be yeah, positive, we'd, but sure. We'd prefer that. But we'll, we'll, we'll take it. But if you give us five stars, it doesn't matter. <laughs> do whatever you want. Anyway, uh, so yeah, 75% of Ryan's Tomatoes. Truly unbelievable for a sequel to this abomination that you wouldn't like. They kind of left it to a sequel at the end, but they kind of left it to a sequel that's related. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, I, don't know. I, mean, I mean, and to go from 7% to 75% on the sequel. Right. That's crazy. Astonishing. Wow. Okay. So All right. into the real fast facts. Here we go. <laughs> uh, we've up. got, uh, couple of a uh, couple of the evp recordings in the trailer remember those mm -hmm. when they explained to us what evp was yep the first time they explained <laughs> um, it to us yep mm -hmm. yeah those are those are real you know quote unquote real evp recordings really yeah so huh. not made for the movie made in real life uh you know attributed to a couple of rando people there um, um but uh yeah really Something to think about because as we'll get into in a second, Michael Keaton is very bought in on maybe we don't know everything there is to know about EVP. Now, or, I mean, a <laughs> little side sidebar here. Uh, what's your take on EVP? Are you into it? Uh, no, I'm out on that. I'm not a, yeah, I don't believe in an afterlife. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Okay. In I mean, general. That's fair. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a rot in the ground. Boy. <laughs> we all just become, you know, Worm food, right? Or something like that? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what your God take is, but mine is probably riding in the grass <laughs> for better uh, or worse. Yeah, I think, yeah, probably along those lines. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm on the same same page. At least, I, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to think there's something else, but I don't, okay. I don't buy it. But <laughs> okay. so yeah, my, my we're certainly leave this very ambiguous. <laughs> as to what, but Jared's <laughs> full on. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Nah, nah I'm good. Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> That's but it. hey, you do you. I don't. I'm not going to yuck your yum. Nope. You do you. This is that's what it's all about. So exactly. Uh, so anyway, I'm not <laughs> a big EV, EVP guy. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, those were a couple of interesting recordings. I mean, Ruth Baxter. I couldn't. I couldn't hear shit. That was kind of like a yeah. Womp, 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 womp. But the other one was like, I love you, and I think I heard it. 
Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. You think they're just like making, you know, what you think you would could hear out of it. And they're just turning that into it or it's just, it's just noise. It's just, Oh, maybe. And people are just like, Oh, you know what I heard there? And all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh yeah, I heard that too. And all of a sudden, if you have enough people who say okay. I heard it, then it's a oh. thing, right? Well, we'll get to that in a second. Yes. You might change your tune, Russ. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hit me again. Let's go. Let's go. So, uh, I don't know if you noticed this. This is more of a goof than a fast fact, uh, but it, we could talk about it the whole movie. I'm not sure if you noticed this. It's supposed to be set in Washington, right? Like outside of Seattle or around Seattle. I had no idea. I was trying to figure it out, but okay. I knew they did a lot of stuff in Canada, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's in, so it's in Washington uh, and, and there is no attempt to conceal that all of the license plates are British Columbia. <laughs> like, they didn't even bother. Like, I was going to say Washington. I was like, we, I thought some of them were like California. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no. It's definitely in, it's definitely like around Seattle. Okay. <laughs> um, but there's, but all of the license plates in the movie are from Canada. It does, yeah, it. It does yeah. have a Seattle vibe. Okay. I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so here's where things get interesting. I found this interview uh, with Michael Keaton and one of the producers, Paul Brooks. Uh, yep. they, they did promoting the movie back in 2005. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think things have changed since then for them. Maybe <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get- <laughs> so so what, uh, I've got a few, I've got a few choice quotes here. I've got a few key themes. Uh, one of my favorite early quotes in the interview is mm-hmm. uh, Paul, Paul Brooks is quoting Keaton on uh, when he approached him about doing the movie in the first place. Yep. And Michael Keaton says to him, finally, after all the shit scripts you've been handing me, I get this one. Maybe I'll do it. Love it. (laughs) That's awesome. Like he thinks, first of all, like he thinks it's a good movie. (laughs) Right. And second of all, maybe I'll do it. (laughs) Hold on. Or he's gotten some really shit scripts. (laughs) Hmm. True. It's just the best that he's gotten. Yeah, that's right? a great point. I'm going to go the other way. Which, I'm going to go the other way in that one. Yeah, which I could also see. <laughs> and then the maybe I'll do it is a great cat. <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. Yeah. And the fact that he's saying this in a promo interview for the movie is also like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Remember that time you told me maybe you'd do it? You did it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Got you, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then Paul Paul Brooks is like, yeah. First of all, Paul Brooks, fuck you. If you want to be on the podcast, let us know. Yeah. You know how to get you know how to get in touch with us. Come on, do uh, it. <laughs> uh, Paul Brooks is like weirdly super hot on EVP. <laughs> hey, you know. Yeah. Which unlike the movie, I don't I don't think we explained to the listeners what EVP is in this episode. We did in trailer trash briefly. A little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh and you know what? We won't. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so Paul, Paul Brooks, super hot on EVP and as one is <laughs> in, in 2005, he's like convinced that EVP is the new, like is going to change the way we see reality. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. like, so this is a, this is a direct quote from Paul Brooks. Sell me, sell the, me, Paul, sell me. The, the thing that's interesting about this movie is that it's based on something which is actually happening. It's mm. almost like it's been under the carpet for 20 years. Mm. And now suddenly people are lifting the carpet and saying, what is this? <laughs> um, 
He's under the carpet. Is that a thing to when he's like under the radar or like under the rug? Yeah, you could say it's under, the under the rug. Oh, that's yeah, right. Rug. Yeah, but not that's under the carpet because the carpet's pinned down. Like you don't usually you don't, you don't pull the carpet up. or staples nails, or right. yeah, yeah, right. So. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm anyway. just trying to. I'm trying to go into the validity of someone's comments based on the analogies they use. That's all. Yeah. No. He's just like so hot on EVP, and then immediately Michael Keaton goes, "All right, what are we talking about?" Like just like <laughs> trying to get started. <laughs> this is great. This is good. This is good. So this is when I, I think we. I think I. I don't think I talked about it enough in Trailer Trash. How much I used to like Michael Keaton after reading this interview. Wow, really? I don't I don't know anymore, dude. I think he's crazy. <laughs> so I mean like what do you think about Michael Keaton? What do you know about Michael Keaton? <laughs> uh, I mean I know all the movies he's in. Mr. Mom, Batman, you sure. know? Birdman movie, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um this movie. He's Michael yep. Keaton. I don't want to ruin yep. that. I don't want to ruin that. I know, but I'm sorry I'm going to. He <laughs> I'm not sorry. Yeah, no, no, this isn't your fault, but you're going to, yeah. you are going to be the messenger to ruin it for me. So it is your fault in some way, right. shape or form. Yep. Um, I was thinking the other day, uh, today when I was looking at photos of him, um, I was mm-hmm. like, man, he could play a Lars, he could play a Lars Ulrich if they were ever to do a Metallica. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he, yeah, looks, he could. <laughs> he does look like, like oh, cool. yeah, right. I think that's, not a compliment to Lars Ulrich. Really? Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Yeah, this is gonna be one of the longest episodes of all time. Let's <laughs> so, apologies in advance. So a quote from Michael Keaton on picking roles. <laughs> well, it's whatever comes along at the time that makes me feel like I want to do it. Most of the time that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, Guy doesn't want to work anymore. Nobody wants to work anymore, as as people, some people I know. Would but this say. could also mean: <laughs> Did you read this or did you watch this interview? Because I think maybe there's some context maybe being taken out there. I don't know. Well, all right. So to be fair, I did read it, but mm. but this is on like a weird fan blog kind of thing yeah. where there where there were like cue notes that said what was going on in between things, like. Once, like in parentheses, once we all stopped laughing. <laughs> so, like, I think it would, I think this is exactly as weird as it was. Consider the next exchange. Okay. This one, I don't think you need to really watch on video. Mm. You can, you can read it. I don't think there's a way this could be funny on video. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> Michael Keaton says, This was a genre in which I've never been involved. Never end a sentence with a preposition. Oh. Interviewer says, which he didn't. Mm. Yeah. Involved is not a preposition, and preposition is not a preposition. So, interviewer <laughs> says, I'll allow it this time. Keaton says, and don't reach in front of your brother to get some butter. Interviewer says, what? Appropriately? Keaton says, nah, I used to say that. Unless your brother is blind and he can't see, then reach in front of him anyway. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with all what, that? What is this exchange? What is, what does this mean? I don't understand. Well, I think hold on. If you break apart, like this was a genre in which I'd never been, uh-huh. never been involved, right? Right. Okay. And then he says, "Never in a sentence with a preposition," basically saying like, right, which he didn't. 
but no, no, but I don't, I don't think don't take it literally. I think you're just saying never in a, like, I think it's just mm. a, it's an expression. Sure. Whatever. It's a Keatonism. You're, you're a Keaton apologist. No, what's wrong with that? Like, I think he's just like, hey, you know what? It's never been a genre been ever involved in, but you know, also never in a sense as a preposition. You never know. Something that's might... so off top. That's so off. That's not how you have a conversation with people. <laughs> I think you know. How, how are you defending this? Maybe he's just on another plane of you know, sphere or something. And oh then, and then the interviewer's like, okay, I'll allow it this time. I'm not even sure what that means. Like, right? Yeah. Which. What totally does that fair. Mean? Okay. I don't know. I'm not on the interviewer's side either. He's no. Sucks. Either way, they're they're both <laughs> terrible. And then Keaton's goes and don't reach in front of your brother to get some butter. That is just polite. You don't reach in front of someone to get butter. You ask them for it unless they're blind. And it's like, well, you can't see. And just go for it. So I don't see the problem with this. <laughs> Next fast fact. Yep. No, you're right. <laughs> moving. Moving on. <laughs> okay well here's a here's another key quote for you while you're while you're oh. while you're while you're apologizing for things you said oh boy i don't know about this one <laughs> sorry sorry keaton i can only take you so far <laughs> so this is what michael keaton starts getting on a weird thing about religion oh boy well yeah i mean the movie would i, I could see that okay yeah i could see I can see that kind of. <laughs> okay. So he goes, he's talking about uh, a bar in New York that was like in a church, which I don't know. I feel like me and you are team cool. Repurposing buildings for other things is neat. Yeah. <laughs> Repurposing holy ground for alcohol. Absolutely. I'm in. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty okay. With that. <laughs> Repurposing <laughs> holy ground for sins. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Michael Keaton, not okay with that. <laughs> what? So he goes, I just didn't like the fact that someone thought it was hip to take a place that was designed for faith and worship and then say, Hey, let's go get a bunch of blow in the bathroom uh, and act like we're cool. And, you know, practice trisexuality, which wait, what? Whoa. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Jacob. I know it's 2005, but, <laughs> let's... but even the interviewer says, uh Oh, <laughs> Which Keaton replies, you know, it's a it's a joke, but you know, like we're hip and decadent, you know, fuck that. It's bullshit. A church is designed for something specific. On the other hand, there's no logic to organized religion or to me, none, zero. Once you become a member of the organized religion, you say all other religions are wrong. It's absolutely hundred percent impossible. I mean Okay. All right. He's not even saying sentences that make sense, Russ. There's a, a lot to unpack there. So wait, why, hold on. What's the? Uh oh. What was, what was the context like? Why there's is no even, context? There's no context for any of this. Why was there? Why was this even brought up again? Like because they were talking about some church that was turned into a bar in New York. Yeah. Well, no, because they were talking about like, well, do you like is is EVP a thing or not? And he's like, well, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. Think about like religions, and mm. you know, I'm cool. Like I'm in favor of everyone having their faith. You know, it's not really for me, but like yeah, everyone yeah, can yeah. have god stuff whatever they're cool yeah. with that he's like okay. but it pisses me off people turn churches into bars <laughs> hey you know everyone's got their thing i guess he could have just so then, he, he should have just stopped once he said that and be like all right that's fine if you're not into it no, that's it, fine don't this is like the second question in the interview <laughs> it sounds like just like a bad like, interview 
yeah. Uh, like apologies, listener. This is the long fast facts, but it's not going to be that long. Like this is the first one of the early questions, but we're going to skip yeah. all of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay. All right. Then I love this one from Paul Brooks. Mm. Another great quote, like in, in a retrospect thing, we can laugh about it now because it's 2021. Mm. But when I said before, I think Paul Brooks is convinced that EVP is going to change the world. Mm. He says, <laughs> What'll really be fascinating in a year from now uh, is to see what the cultural impact of EVP is. Ooh, a year, think, like 2006. Yeah, 2006. I think it's possible we could see something extraordinary. BBC just did a huge, deeply researched documentary, and one of the most respected journalists in the country, whose name eludes me, has just written an extraordinary piece in The Guardian about <laughs> As how, she contacted, yeah, how she contacted a dead relative through EVP and this is not like some wacko living in a teepee in outer Mongolia. Wow. Not that there's anything wrong with having a teepee. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this interview? That's what happens when people talk too much. Uh, and, you know, and then they're like, let me make a, you know what? I got a really good analogy in my head. Let me just say that. And they say it and they're like, that wasn't, that's not what I meant. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, and then this is when someone transcribes it and puts it on the internet for all of us to see 20 years later. <laughs> I mean, like our podcast, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, we're not this cringe. I don't think so. Mm. No. no, no, not this bad. Um, um, oh, so boy. then I'll, I'll paraphrase the next one. <laughs> That's Oh, my God. This is good. We'll, go, we'll gloss over all that. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. Paraphrasing the next one here, Paul Brooks still super hot on EVP. <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking about the uh, so they were doing some pre-marketing, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, and they had a room full of journalists, uh, and uh, apparently they had a few EVP experts on hand who asked if anyone wanted to try an experiment. Hmm. So one of the producers on the show, uh, who's like you know, according to Paul Brooks, a super cynical journalist, said, "Sure." They put a tape in played the radio recorder to the white noise and she said something about speaking to her uncle Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played the recording back and a voice came through and said, Beck, it's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently like everyone flipped a shit and she's like, you've got to be kidding me. Keaton's super in on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he jumps in then in the interview and says like, yeah, uh, Paul's the only one who called her Beck. <laughs> of course it's true. <laughs> Like Keen's in on it now. <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> uh, like he's just—I think the thing that worries me the most, mm-hmm. like like you said, I agree. Not everyone's always at their best on an interview in general. Yeah, have your there's moments. a lot of things you can take out of context, whatever. But like, 100%. if you if you can't form a couple of coherent sentences, mm. like someone should look into that. Like maybe someone should help you. I don't know, Michael Keaton, <laughs> if you want to reach out. We're here to help you. I know it's been 16 years, but <laughs> come talk to us. Yeah. So, and I'm saying that because uh, my final, my final Keaton quote hmm. um, on technological progress oh of humanity oh outpacing boy. evolution, <laughs> which, of course, this is the natural progression of an interview for white noise. <laughs> Absolutely. EVP outpacing evolution. Yeah, here we go. So this is a direct quote from Michael Key. When people get into parallel universes and all that, 
there's theories that there's way, 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 way more out there than we could ever comprehend or we can see or know. And it's right there in front of you, but your perception is only our perception. So when you start thinking about it like that, it's wide open. Now it's wide open. You see what I mean? Look what's around me, all these satellites. And that's where it ends. That, that's actually how he ends that thought. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I don't mean, I don't, I don't know. Sure. I'm I, not that I'm buying into what he's saying, but I, hey, what? man. Whatever. <laughs> Was there something wrong with what he said? I mean, he's talking about perception and whatever. That's a thing. Yeah, sure. You know, percep- perceiving reality. Your perception and- is our perception. Satellites. We all know you're a Michael Keaton apologist. <laughs> I, I just don't. <laughs> I don't think it's lost it. This is 2005. That means he's, I, I, that's what I mean. I think he lost it 16 years ago. What's he doing now? <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm really worried. So uh, I don't Ray know. Croc. Ray Croc. That's what the name of Ray Croc. Yes. Well, and because I imagine Michael Keaton is Ray Croc, where yes. he's like, he can talk. And say a coherent sentence. Now I realize those coherent sentences have been written for him by someone else. Maybe mm. this is how Michael Keaton actually is. Yeah. I didn't want to believe it. I don't know. I don't want to ruin my vision of Keaton here, but I'm sorry. All, all of a sudden, is... all I can picture is <laughs> an, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Lars Ulrich saying these lines. <laughs> Look what's around me, all these satellites. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they are. They're all around all of us. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, it gets crazier from there. Like, I, he mm-hmm. ends it at all these satellites, and then he goes on, like, something else happens in between, and then he talks about how um, satellites are, like, what's tracking celebrities and how, like, you have to, if you're a celebrity, you have to, like, decode your phone so that way satellites can't track. It gets crazier from there. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's real, but he's not crazy. not wrong. But he's he. It's a little. It's a it's a classic actor ego there. Yes. It's like yeah, dude. It's not just tracking you, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. GPS. It's called GPS. Uh, and then <laughs> I think I think we can cap off the Fast Max with uh, Michael Keaton on the apparently on the DVD commentary for this movie. Michael Keaton talks about phoning in some of the scenes and yeah. apologizes to the director. <laughs> Sounds about right. That's that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> How many director's cut things have you watched where it's like, uh, on the commentary, like, yeah, not my best work. <laughs> um, I mean, it's probably not the best. I mean, I guess if there's any moment to, to recognize, he's like, yeah, you know what? I didn't, I didn't do my best here. Unbelievable. So that was a that's a weighty uh, fast facts. Um, yeah, fuck this movie. <laughs> every once in a while we do the interview facts, you know, and sometimes this is where you get. Um, I'm. Uh, I need a beer. <laughs> yeah, me too. Leave that in. All right. Well, um, so that's our fast facts. Um, let's get into this, right? This is it. Yep. Spoilers. I don't think we've had to say already it. started that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so let's let's just get into this, right? So, Universal again, right? Uh, from the trailer, as expected, love to see it. Love like to the, see it. Yeah, I don't know, man. The music, like the that Universal music, I, like the 
and like and the letters are coming around the globe and come to like set on the front it's just like just gets me in the mood for a movie it does it really does it's like it's fucking movie time Mm -hmm. Uh, now gold circle (laughs) on the other hand (laughs) now yeah not familiar (laughs) i don't did not look up gold circle online to see if they actually had yeah we didn't any other we didn't do any homework on gold circle we should have yeah well but next time next time next time um so then uh it then it goes immediately to um a title card or you know just a like a you know yep yeah title card, right um yep. and and it's it's words so we have to read um and it's a couple in a row it's a yep. few in a row yeah. yeah it's a few in a row so i'll, I'll read through it, right so please starts with uh black screen white letters Nobody knows whether our personalities pass on to another existence or sphere, but dot, 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 that dissolves out. We get another one. If we can evolve an instrument so delicate as to be manipulated by our personality as it survives in the next life, we dissolve out, dot, dot, dot. Next one. Ellipsis. (laughs) Ellipsis, ellipsis, ellipsis. Such an instrument ought to record something coded by the famous light man himself, Thomas Edison, 1928. Never heard of him. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there. This seems like the shittiest quote to ever pull. It seems like something Michael Keaton would say. (laughs) Uh, It sounds like something. Such an instrument ought to record something satellites. I can guarantee you and I probably said this to each other one drunken night somewhere and we're like that's sure. a pretty great idea and then totally forgot about it because it, it makes yeah. it doesn't make any it it doesn't it makes sense but it, it doesn't to me definitely and at yeah. first it was like who the what a moron said this and they're like thomas edison i'm like all right they can't all be winners but <laughs> like i get it tommy you want to listen to ghosts sure <laughs> sure but forget this, about it is this really the quote you're gonna open up your movie with yep <laughs> okay so we get that um and then yep. we get a quick shot of a vhs player and some like audio equipment audio reel right yep, and then it's like cut- staticky super staticky oh this like- yeah this is this is pretty annoying the whole <laughs> this whole opening credits thing it's like they're doing like their overplay of like the static white noise kind of like cutting in right. here and there yep. between every single like credit name that popped up it was like static next credit name credits. Mm-hmm. and then we cut to another title card courtesy of Webster's <laughs> get the definition of EVP. So frustrating. I was like, this is so much reading. Why am I reading this much to start this movie out? Like, yeah, this the is recording stupid. of voices and images of the dead using detuned receiving apparatus identified in 1939. And now the subject of increasing scientific research worldwide to finally evidence communication with the disease. What? Great. <laughs> like, you're like explaining the plot, the kind of like, or cool, like, cool, cool. And then you get like, like while the static going on, like, oh, this is spooky. <laughs> so yeah, so we get the definition of EVP, which they gave us in the in the trailer, and then it, I don't know why I don't know why they're doing it right now, like because they do it well, again. Because it's more credits. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's pretty much exposition. Stretch it out. Yeah, stretching it all out. <laughs> 
Um, but I was like, this is too much reading. Great. Okay, cool. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other production and distribution companies that just kind of pop up. White Noise UK, Endgame Entertainment. Wish. There's one of the one I didn't catch in there. Bright Light. That's a White Noise UK is a shell company if I ever heard one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Let's just name the company after the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll fly. Um, yeah, no idea what Endgame is. Still a bunch of like jumpy white noise static cuts between each credit they're showing. And then it's just yep. like... Well, and we get our leading our leading man credit, Michael Keaton, because mm. he is he is the one and only in this movie. I, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, give credit where credit's due, and come on, man. Before the title card of the movie, you get Michael Keaton because that's what this is. It's it's yeah, it should just be called Keaton. Do Keaton I hate noise. Michael Keaton now? Fuck. Oh, stop it! Stop your stop that. You don't hate Michael Keaton. Come on, you're right. You're right. So in between Michael Keaton, we get in the title card, we get a, a nice jump scare ghost shadow thing, right? Yep. yep. In the static, as always. Uh, and then title card, white noise. Uh, and then we get the rest, Deborah, Sean, yeah, everyone, et cetera. Yeah, et cetera. Yeah, et cetera. <laughs> and everyone else. Um, Doesn't matter. So we get to the credits in, in yeah, I don't know. They were a thing. Um, and then we get a shot of a really nice house and it kind of jumps up to a close shot of like a, a boombox stereo, right? Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Lots of fancy mansions. Uh, plenty more static transitions like we hit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's a boombox with some like, there's a radio broadcast like you're switching between the channels on the boombox, right? Yep. Um, and it's Michael Keaton having breakfast with his son, Michael. Because of course his name is Michael. Of course. <laughs> It doesn't matter, uh, but yeah, that's his name. So yeah, typical right. family morning. We meet uh, the yeah the family. So we got Keaton, we got the kid, we got uh, wife comes down, Chandra Anna, yep. Chandra West, Anna Anna Rivers, right? Yep. Um, yeah, Michael Keaton, Jonathan Rivers. In case we switch yep. to Jonathan Rivers at some point, Jonathan Rivers, Anna Rivers, and Michael Rivers. Yep. Okay, that's the family. And Michael Keaton's uh, Mr. Mom type of dad, it seems like, right? Yeah, yeah, he's taking care of things. Um, so this is the beginning of the the milk conversation in this. So oh, go on. Bre- it's breakfast time. You know me; I love paying attention to things in the background. True. Um, did you notice one the number of breakfast items that were out on the table? No. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. There was like multiple boxes of cereal. And there was orange juice. And then there was like, oh, cool. Soy milk. Great. The mm-hmm. mom comes down. She opens up the refrigerator and she pulls out just regular old, you know, milk. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we have two different milks kind of competing for each other out there. Soy milk. Sorry. <laughs> been there. You lose. Um, mm-hmm. But the milk thing comes back later. That's why I was like, thought this was kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, luckily no one drank out of the garden. That would really turn this around. Yeah. So we have a family moment and then uh, Keaton, I'm just going to call him Keaton. He goes upstairs with uh, wife, Anna, and they're kind of getting ready for the day. And they're like, whoa, want to get busy? And she's like, nah, we're late. Yeah. (laughs) No, we're late, doctor. (laughs) Okay. Wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Because she's pregnant. Uh, Oh. Okay, deep gut, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, we're late. Oh, anyways, um, so we find out that um wife is pregnant. Right. Everyone's well, excited. Yeah, he, he asks her, Are you okay? And she says, I might be 
more than okay. Oh. <laughs> Which I think is a weird way to say you're pregnant. Like, I'm yeah, more this... than okay. What yeah. does that mean? <laughs> like from the get-go, this movie sucks. Like bad script. <laughs> like, bad job. And it, it definitely still has this vibe of like right to straight to TV movie, right? It's got a yes. TV movie vibe to it. So it's, it's like very right, lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely takes you out of everything. So it doesn't yeah, feel Mike stoked about it. He's like, you know, yeah, fired like, up. like a lifetime dad might be he's, he's <laughs> pumped about the baby. Yep. Um, she gets in her fancy new convertible outside. Like they leave, they're starting to leave for the day. Uh, they put the boy in the back. Um, Michael Keaton has a weird line where he says, you take it easy. Mm. It's like, he makes a really creepy face that I don't know if disturbed you, but. Um, no, but it definitely was like, this is definitely the last time he says goodbye to them. Right. And that's why I was like, this is definitely the last time you say goodbye to them. Why would you make it so weird? Yeah. <laughs> why would you make it so what weird? A, what a weird send off. Just make it normal. Just make it normal. Mm. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, satellite. Yeah, it's it's always a satellite. Also, um, she looks like she's twenty years younger than him, right? Yeah, that's because she is. <laughs> like, okay, good. Okay, Thais was telling she, she was like, I think he, I think she's thirty years younger than him, and I was like, ah, maybe twenty, <laughs> but yes, very much. <laughs> then we get like our our cityscape flyover, right? Which Cuts I was scenes. like, this is definitely not a U.S. city. I was like, this looks like Vancouver, or Toronto. I was thinking Seattle, maybe like. Somewhere in Washington. I mean, I know it's in Washington because it's. They said that at some point, but yeah. Um, so then, like Michael Keaton rolls up to the office, walking in, smiling, and people are taking notice because apparently he's usually a real Grumplestiltskin. Like, I don't know. It and I didn't. Like people, I didn't catch. Like, that. Oh, you're happy. Yeah. You get that? No, I mean, I, I mean, I got that they were all calling out that he was uh, fired up, but I didn't realize that he was like Mister Grumpy Pants. Well, no, I didn't. I mean, like that. I think that's assumed on my part because people are noticing how happy he is in particular. Oh, okay. Maybe all the time. He's a real piece of shit. I don't know. Okay. All right. Hey, you know, people who believe in satellites, that's what happens. Um, classic, classic Michael Keaton believing in satellites. Those aren't real. Stupid. Idiot. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> and then this is when we get our first, uh, big product placement here. It's going to be running throughout the entire movie. Hey, if you mm. want to sponsor us too, but he's a big Sony. How do you pronounce this? By the way, I never know how to pronounce this. So the laptop, I believe it's pronounced Shoney's. <laughs> uh, not a sponsor yet not a sponsor yet so you don't get your proper name said but how do you pronounce the so he had the laptop on his desk and was like clearly just right in the corner it was like perfectly framed and it's a sony mm-hmm. how do you say that how do you say that word do you, do you see it bio i believe it's bio it is bio yeah i'm pretty sure it's bio okay we don't need to linger on it but i was like that's how i always said it too yeah sony bio what a laptop you know <laughs> really got all of the I don't think they sell those anymore. <laughs> no, they, they definitely don't. <laughs> yeah. Go to eBay, buy a used Sony Vaya. <laughs> what a reliable piece of shit. Yeah. Get a Sony Vaya. <laughs> talk to the dead. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Apparently you need outdated equipment to talk to the dead as we'll get into. Um, so, uh, so he's at work. It doesn't really matter much. No one here that you're introduced to doesn't, they don't matter later on at all. Um, right. So. Correct. Well, he does, he does get his secretary. Uh, seemingly we never really get introduced to her, but presumably that's the secretary. Which yeah. It's Michael Keaton. I feel like he, it's like in his contract somewhere that like whatever role he's playing, he has to have a secretary. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, Bruce I Wayne. it's from the eighties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Good Alfred. Uh, yeah. 
Right. Exactly. And she's like, oh yeah, order, order, order flowers and uh, champagne. No, no. I forgot. My wife's pregnant. That's why I'm ordering flowers for her. Chocolate. Yeah. Get chocolate instead. But he doesn't say that though. Yeah, right. It's implied. Yes. And she's like, hmm, something's going on. <laughs> something's going on. <laughs> and then that's it. It's like, okay, whatever. Go away. Yep. No, 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 one no, matters. no one matters. Uh, so he's an architect. I don't think that actually matters at all either. But he's an architect. Uh, well, it'll matter in a second when we see him drawing. Oh, <laughs> he's drawing. I'm drawing pictures of buildings. Yeah. All right. Look, so I'm a job. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a job. I'm working. <laughs> um, uh, and it explains why he's got this sweet house in the water. Right. Of course. Which that house is. Come on. Something, something special, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's, dope it's, like house. A, it's like a $10 million house. Easy, easy peasy these days. Well, in, in 2021 money. Yeah. 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 Easily. Yeah. If you're listening to this in the past, or the future mm. in 21 2021 inflation went crazy <laughs> <laughs> just by then um so then uh we then he heads home and we're back at the keaton home the beautiful house uh nighttime and he checks his uh voicemail on an old voice well first he calls his wife before then he called like on his way home he's calling his wife she doesn't answer Oh, okay. Right. Okay. The, first, the first part of the mystery, right? Yeah. And then he like walks in his front door and he's like, wife. He's got yeah. the flowers and the chocolates, right? Right. He's like, oh, yeah, you must, I guess you must not home. Then he checks the answering machine. And, right. Right. Uh, where his wife leaves a message, talks about getting a drink with a coworker, but just kidding. I'm not drinking. I promise. Mm-hmm. Which is also weird. <laughs> that means she's drinking and driving her VW bug. Mm. Well, and pregnant, right. And pregnant. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and then the message kind of like cuts off. Yeah, that too. And Michael Keaton doesn't think anything about it. He's like, oh, whatever. I'll just turn on this boom box and, and listen to the static for a bit. <laughs> um, t- uh, taking a step back. So in the beginning, the beginning of the movie, when we first meet the wife and then she's leaving, in the ha- uh, leaving the house, she's bringing mm-hmm. the kid to school, right? I think so. Okay. All right. <laughs> Probably. That, Cause like, I was wondering, my first thought is where's the kid? That's that was, I, I was like, Oh, maybe they, they maybe they both die. Uh, I thought the kid died too. Yeah. I did too. Cause oh, I mean, really maybe. the kid, the kid could have died. Well, no, not is really the kid dead. <laughs> is Michael Keaton interacting with a ghost? Like he's interacting with several ghosts. Yeah. I don't know. Cause like the kid could have died and wouldn't have mattered, but I guess until the very, very end it mattered. Yeah. But did you it can really? call that mattered, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um so if mom if you mean the kid has a has a part at the end, briefly, sure. Yeah. <laughs> to allude to a sequel that might happen. Okay, which does yeah. happen. Um right. all right. So mom's out having quote unquote non drinks because she's right. pregnant. A lot of focus on the clock. Keaton's home. He's, you know, working, having a couple glasses of wine, a lot of clock. We're looking at the clock. Yeah, it's 6.20. Then it's always 6.20. <laughs> always 6.20. Um, and then she left a message uh, as part of her message, though. Didn't she leave a message talking about like, hey, my cover art for my book is on the thing, whatever. And she's got like, this right. big board and like, and the, the name of the title of the book is The Eternal Weight. Nice. <laughs> Good writing. <laughs> Love it. Um, so he's basically just home. And there's like, this is one of, I would actually, I would call this a montage because there's multiple ones of these like montage yes. moments where he's just sitting and like time passing. And yeah, 
which like the really first happens. the first like half hour of time passing the clock still says 620 i don't know if you caught that but it was, <laughs> I it was like 620 when he got there and then it was like he like did a bunch of stuff and then he's like looked at the clock and it's 620 again you're like wait what <laughs> what <laughs> Uh, but um, then the next thing you know, it's midnight and he's leaving another voicemail for his wife. Um, yeah. saying like, Hey, where, where are you at? We'd love to hear from you. Um, and then uh, a little bit later, you, we get Michael Keaton again, leaving another message, but this time for Julie, the person his wife's with. Hmm. Um, and he's like sounding a little bit angry, like, Oh yeah, well figured you'd be home by now. Yeah. W2F. Like you live, you shoot me a, you, me a call. You, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, before you know it, it's 2.30 in the morning. Now, at what point would you have called the cops? The next day. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess I'm going to bed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, it, like, it, like adults sometimes go out, do stuff. Yeah. You never know. I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean. I, probably, I, mean, I mean, I probably wouldn't have went to sleep. I probably would have, like, stayed up until said person came home just would have gone to bed and hope for the best next morning been like damn no i think i don't i don't think i would have i don't oh, you I wouldn't have been been. i would have like stayed up all night and been like oh wonder when they're coming home um so then he looks at the clock and he no realizes it's broken and he goes mm-hmm. to fix the clock right and at we, get our, we get our first jump scare from the boom box and it just turns yeah. on there's like a bunch of static mm-hmm and it's just kind awesome. of whatever. Yeah, great. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> next day morning, he's waking up and we get a bunch of like, I think this is kind of almost montage again, right? Where there's a bunch of news talking about his wife gone missing. Yeah. I'm hoping that we can skip a lot of this movie just by being like, oh, and it's another thing where we watch Michael Keaton watch staticky things. That's the Oh, one. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. <laughs> but, so, But at this um, point, it's still kind of like doing the same thing where it's like news reports. A lot of news reports. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of news reports. So now the wife has gone missing. Um, now, and then just ble- this bleeds into, this actually bleeds into a montage. But so news reports, wife is missing. And then there, so there's a woman that shows up, right? And I, I is this his ex-wife? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. It was. Okay. The kid's mom. The kid's mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. So his, his son's mother is a different woman. She's right. there, and I was like, at first, I was like, is this a friend? Is this gonna be like one of those weird well, kind of skin Before moments? that, before that, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to call out in the in the news coverage of the shenanigans here. Mm-hmm. They're saying supposedly she slipped in a river. Like they don't know what's going on. They're like, oh, yeah. it seems like she slipped in the river. And did you notice they said like, oh, and then she like went upstream, which means against the current. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, we found her eight. Like we are like. Because they talk about it later, how they yeah. found her eight mi- eight miles upstream, and you're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, oh, I didn't catch that, huh? I don't know. Weird, but hmm. uh, and then they, you know, they talk about the book. Like, it is it's news, especially because she's semi-famous, famous right? author. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a yeah. great way to sell a book, huh? Right. But uh, right. So then, anyway, so yeah, then we're back at the mansion with the ex-wife, um, really putting herself out for Michael, and he's like. Michael Keaton, I mean. <laughs> Not the and he's son. like, no, no, don't. And she's like, well, I'm going to anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, um, come on. It's kind of a nice, it's a, it's a really uh, handy way to just get rid of the kids. You don't have to worry about them in, in, in scenes mm-hmm. and what's going on, right? So. True. Yeah, it's a good point. So ex-wife shows up and he's like, hey, take the boy, whatever. And it's fine because it's like, okay, it's not like he's with some random person. He's with his mother. So it's like, right. this is a way to get 
not have to worry about where the kid is. Yeah. One of the parents isn't neglecting him. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's and, like, oh. it's been 10 days since, you know, famous author disappeared. We get more news reports, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, our architect husband, Jonathan, is like, you know, keeping up the search, trying to find what's your face. Uh, three weeks. And then it's like three weeks since disappearance. Maybe there's an abductor or someone that like call the police if you know of the whereabouts. Like, there's Come no on. way. Yeah. Don't they say after like 48 hours, probably dead? Isn't that the yeah, whole Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like three weeks now? No way. I've watched enough law in order to know after 48 hours. Right. Uh, and then Michael dead. Keaton talks about how like oh well i'm never giving up um you know whatever you can't give up hope um then we go into like a montage of um keaton dealing with the death missing wife he's at work he's at home he's driving blah 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 doesn't matter well you know whatever it kind of matters but it doesn't matter but stares um, at a guy in the driveway yeah and then he spots a shitty range rover sitting outside his home uh, and then he drives to work He's at work doing work stuff, you know, as one does architecting. Yeah. He's like, sure. Give me, these, give me these files and design this thing. Buildings. Yeah, ah. Buildings. Ah, this this is a quarter inch off. Um, you're a building. You're a building. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he spots the guy who is outside of his home now outside of his work. Right. Ian McPeace, right? Ian, yeah. <laughs> McNeese? Ian, Ian McPeace. Piece of shit, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I didn't tell you I was going to call him that, but I didn't. I didn't know. I wasn't ready for that one. Um, so he spots him sitting outside on the bench, kind of all sad looking. Um, mm-hmm. And then Keaton's like, "I'm going to go down. I'm going to go talk to this motherfucker." Right. Mm-hmm. So he's speed walking through the office, like just runs out across the street to confront him. Right. Yeah. Gets out there. He confronts him, and this was like my a goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, proper English. Okay. Um, and then he's like, hey, you were outside my house, blah, 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 and whatever. And they're going at it. And then there was like, I don't know if you caught this, but it was like this really intense 360 like camera thing. Like they were like the cameras. Oh, going yeah. It was, it was annoying. It was like very Michael Bay, Christopher Nolan, but not. Yep. But Michael Bay, I'm sure Mike Bay and Chris Nolan watched this movie were like, yeah, that's that's like, it. Oh, oh, let's do that. That's <laughs> <laughs> This movie rips. Yeah, it's got Michael Keaton. Yeah, this will make audiences sick. Yeah, I'm gonna do Batman again. (laughs) (laughs) Three years from now, four years from now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then so basically, the dude's just like, "Yeah, man, I know your wife is dead." All right, my name is Raymond Price. (laughs) My name is Michael Keaton. My name is Raymond Price. I thought we weren't going to do it, but we did it. Nope, too late. Yeah. It's where we're in. From right. Ace Ventura, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As everyone I, knows, from Ace Ventura, yeah, Raymond Price. Raymond Price. Um, and then he's just like, yeah, I know your wife is dead, um, but by the way, hey, I've communicated with my, with my dead son. Yeah, you, what? You can too. <laughs> and now I'm like, well, why would this guy just, because he saw him in the news, right? But it's just like, right. dude, how many people die a day, like every single day? Like, right? A gazillion, yeah. Like what? Why? What? Okay, sure. <laughs> I'm suspending all of the beliefs. Um, yeah. and then he then he gives him, him his business card. Yeah, it just says Raymond Price on it. <laughs> and he's like, "Whatever you do, like don't throw it away. <laughs> don't believe with you and her, <laughs> and with you both. Just don't throw it away. <laughs> Whatever you do." Yeah, it's very 
uh, threatening <laughs> and ominous. And you're like, oh, well, I guess if I were Michael Keaton, I would immediately throw this away. <laughs> yeah, rip up in his face. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get you crazy. Get out of here. Get out of here, crazy. It's probably not even your real accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, and then Keaton's back home. Um, and he's watching, watching home movies. Yep, watching home videos as one does to remember the past. Which the whole movie so far is like doing a ton of cheesy, like sad piano lifetime music. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, none of it's really, it's not really pulling me in. It just feels like it's just happening and it feels very cardboard. Yeah, um, and it like shows his fancy dark mansion and him just like sitting there all by himself watching yeah. home movies, brooding and being like, Meh. Oh, I feel so bad for the rich people, man. Yeah. It's been a month, dude. So then oh, your dead wife, man. Yeah. Look at your sweet house, man. Yeah. Then there's a knock. <laughs> there's a knock at the door. 2.30 a.m. Uh, 2.30 a.m. In case you didn't notice. Oh, I noticed. 2.30 a.m. Knock at the door. It's the cops confirming that his wife is dead. Finally. And then, uh, and then there's more sad piano. Yeah, more sad piano. And then we get news headlines next morning, filling in how the wife died. Um, and at this point, I was kind of like, oh, I hope this turns into like a frequency type thing where it's a whodunit and she's going to communicate with him. That would like, be awesome. To help him figure out who killed her, right? Yeah, this movie could have been cool. Although that was <laughs> literally just be exactly what frequency was, but I'd watch that. Way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, frequency, they're both alive. It's just a time travel thing. And where this is like a. Yeah. Like a, like a cross dead people thing. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, right. Or something like that. Um, <laughs> it's not. And then there's a funeral for mom. Mm-hmm. A lot of like, a lot of cuts of Michael Keaton just looking sad and serious, uh, like around the house, around wherever. Uh, and then it cuts to the funeral. <laughs> um, yeah. And then it's like, well, and six months later. And six months later. <laughs> Which, all right, all right. okay, sh- sure. <laughs> Just enough time for Michael Keaton to stop believing in reality. Yep. <laughs> Come to find out. Yep. Um, so then six months later, and we've got Keaton and Son. <laughs> Keaton and Sons. Which, that's, <laughs> Keaton and Sons. It either sounds like a, ba- like a band, like an indie band name, or like a... Oh yeah, not a good one. No, or like a like a moving company. Keaton and Sons, come on down. Oh yeah, that's kind of nice. We'll move your house. Anyway, so uh, Keaton, a moving company. Yeah, moving company, right? So Keaton and Sons, they moved into uh, a new sick ass apartment. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. They scaled down from the mansion to like a really cool looking apartment in probably you know Seattle, downtown Seattle, or something. Right. And then we talked about it in the trailer trash, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kitchen TVs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the little boy is like tuning the, the kitchen, t- the kitchen TV with the antenna. Mm. Uh, it's 2005, right? Mm-hmm. Like in 2005, we had real small T like real TVs. You could put yeah, like led TVs. You could put in your, in your in your kitchen if you wanted to or you know maybe not led but lcd no, like, yeah 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 any other, yeah lots of stuff like not probably not these anymore mm, especially for yeah, given no. how wealthy michael keaton is being portrayed as he could right he could get he could get a fancy tv like 
that's one of the things that drives me nuts later on in the movie too is like the like the anachronism of all of mm. the technology they're using is not from 2005 like it seems like the movie should be set in like the early 90s right yeah but that's yeah i mean it's a kind it's like of a 1992 border- the whole movie. but it is but it is a borderline because like 2005 i mean dvds were becoming were, were a huge thing right but like vhs wasn't right. gone like vhs wasn't no, but totally eradicated. But then it was like literally like like two years later. Mostly VHS, gone. Yeah, VHS just disappeared. It was like, well, we don't right. need this anymore. But, right. but I think it was like the whole it, point was that the VHS was it captures cassette tapes were I feel like long gone at that point in terms of like mm. functional use functional usage. Like, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. you you could buy cassette tapes, but like nobody's like everyone's no. on CDs now. And they use a lot of cassette tapes too, which like, I don't know. I don't, everything in this movie just makes me mad. I don't know. Did they explain that though? Did they explain like the, the lo-fi no. capabilities? Cause you can't just record onto, you know what I mean? You can't do what they were doing directly to like a CD or like that. Like you Why? can't. Jared, <laughs> don't make me explain it to you. Well, you can you can have you, your shitty. You TV. know why? <laughs> well, you can have your shitty TV, and then you just and then you record it on something digital. Also, it's two thousand five for Christ's sake. It's not like <laughs> yeah, but you can't just you. But you have to like burn to a disc. Uh, you can't, like the tape, you can you record directly to, and you can play it back. That's what's nice about it. You can't just like do that to a CD. You can't just be well, like. You could if you were fucking Raymond Price over there with his like like he's got state of the art or should have state of the art whatever. I don't know. So. We cut back home, Michael Keaton crying on the bed again. <laughs> More sad piano, uh, and then we get another fade to black. Like, there's a lot of like little montages of Michael Keaton crying in this movie. A lot, yeah. It's yeah, very hallmark hallmark special there. Yeah, and um, then like now he's at work and he's getting in an elevator with some rando guy who thinks that Michael Keaton like did this elevator scenario on purpose. Yeah, because the elevator just—they're riding up the elevator, and it's like Keaton's obviously the architect, and then we have the guy who's who's the client or finance whatever, right? guy, yeah, yeah, business client, guy, right? yeah, because he's like, oh, you're Tommy, you need you need you're over budget, um, <laughs> and the elevator just shuts down, no power, blah blah, blah. and then all of right. a sudden, Keaton's phone <gasps> starts ringing at four twelve p.m. Hmm, interesting. Not. 2:30, not 2:30, not to be confused with 6:20 or midnight. Uh, and it's and it's and it's from Anna's Anna's cell phone. Allegedly, allegedly. So he's like, well, obviously he's like, well, what? This is crazy. Um, obviously, he doesn't answer. Why wouldn't you answer? Like, <laughs> he just looks at it and he's like, oh, what? Yeah, I'd immediately just be like, hello. Um, and then power comes back on, they get back down to the bottom floor and then there's, I hate this so much. This is, this is the, this is the departed moment of the movie. They get down <laughs> to the bottom of, of the elevator, right? They get to the bottom floor and the door yep. opens up and there's like a random guy just standing there and he's just Are you like, okay? Yeah, he's got, he's got his one throwy line. He's just like, you guys okay? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're fine. And they like just hold on this guy for like a little bit longer than they should. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. <laughs> I thought it and I was like, no, they're not. That gonna, would be stupid. <laughs> that would be this, That would be really stupid that this guy's involved because he's not in the movie ever again. Nope. Kind of well, like the, Kind of like the guy in The Departed who gave, he was like down in the, uh, no. Matt Damon? No, no. The random guy. Fucking 
Leo? Yeah. Ugh, no, the other random guy. <laughs> Jack Nicholson? No, the other random guy. <laughs> Fresh out. <laughs> so, um, so the <laughs> random guy, and he definitely, uh, whatever, he comes back later, and it's <laughs> it made me want to <laughs> punch pillows in my living room. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, and then Michael Keaton, uh, we <laughs> finally gets home. <laughs> they just like stop. They just like stop doing that scene. They're like, oh well, Michael Keaton's home now. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just cut him. Well, so then it's like it's nighttime, and he's just rushing into his house. <laughs> right, right. As if storming up the stairs. Like, well, because of, because of his wife's cell phone. Well, yeah, but but he was at work during the day, and all of a sudden, it just cut to nighttime, and he's running now. He's rushing like. <laughs> Well, now it's important again. <laughs> right. Now it's important. Yeah. Now we can make it raining again. Finally. Dude, you designed the building. You can fucking leave for the afternoon. <laughs> By the way, your wife died. You can leave. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, and then he like, you know, goes home, digs his wife's cell phone out from mm-hmm. a weird plastic bag that he has in the drawer next to his bed, which, what is this set up? <laughs> like, oh, why would you? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I get, I get maybe the idea of like keeping your your dead wife's cell phone around <laughs> but like in the nightstand next to your bed in a in a plastic bag it just doesn't add up to me <laughs> i don't know i don't know either i i don't know man no dead wife expert but <laughs> <laughs> me neither uh listeners email us if you have no, a dead wife no we're not doing okay no, do that like that. Okay, no. <laughs> canceled again <laughs> So he he runs up, he checks the phone. Um, it wasn't turned on, obviously. Right. And but then boom, the phone rings again. His phone rings. Ring and ding ding. It rings right off his hit right off his cell phone holder on his belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very two thousand five. <laughs> so two thousand five. Uh and he answers or he doesn't answer, but well he does, but well, he does answer and there's static. But he picks up and it says it's calling. It's coming from Anna's cell phone again. Right. Anna's cell. It's coming from inside the house. And then he, <laughs> and he answers and there's some white noise and then it just hangs up. Yep. Which half the movie so far is uh, reflections of Michael Keaton in a dark window looking sad yes. in the rain. Yes. And we continue that trend now. <laughs> Um, yep. Yep. And then, uh, and then a light bulb goes out. <laughs> You're like, I, what? <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that. Me neither. Okay. They'll like zoom in on a light bulb and it goes out. Okay. I just want to make sure I saw that. I think it was just to show that time had passed again and art. He was going, and yeah. And he, <laughs> <laughs> it's art. Art. <laughs> what were you thinking, uh, with this shot in particular? Art. Mm. Oh. It's not a movie. It's a film. Mm. <laughs> well, um, I think that was to show, Jared, that was to show that night time had passed and it was now nighttime and he was going to sleep. Oh, I thought it was uh, like the light bulb of his faith going out when he realized that his wife was truly dead. Oh, wow. That's pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. Although we know how Michael <laughs> Keaton feels about faith, so... Yeah, you know. Hey, to each their own. Yeah, <laughs> keep it a church. That's his thoughts. Yeah. Which, hey, that's mm-hmm. fine. That's, yeah. that's 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 fine. You're a church too. <laughs> um, so he's asleep, and then he wakes up in the middle of the night uh, to Jonathan. an answering machine. Jonathan. 
just being obnoxious. Um, and he goes down, you creep him out. And then he goes down and he checks the answer machine and yeah, it does that. And then he listens and it deletes and disappears and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which like, what? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. Like what, like, I mean, I'm no stranger to 2005 and I've had answering machines. Mm. Never had one that just deletes the message after you play it. I think it's, you know, I, I think that's the thing. That's the supernatural aspect of this situation here. Oh, yeah. you're saying it's a, it's a natural, it's a natural deletion. It's a natural <laughs> deletion. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. So then Michael Keaton shows up at weird Raymond's house and Raymond answers the door and says, I hope I was hoping you would come. <laughs> It's a weird thing to say to someone when they show up at your house. Not even like a hello. He's just like, I was hoping you would come. Yeah. Jesus. All right, man. Relax. Some kings just want to watch the web, man. <laughs> well, I think it's unnatural when. Don't finish that, Raymond. Aren't you Batman? <laughs> Aren't you Batman? That's funny. Anyways. So, uh, introduces the blonde lady, Sarah, who is uh, Deborah Chandra Unger. West. Uh, nope. Deborah Unger. Yeah. Nope. Chandra Sh- West is his wife. It w- was his wife. Um, right. Deborah Unger is Sarah. Um, she just happens to be blonde lady at Raymond's Raymond <laughs> Raymond Price's right. house. Come on down to Raymond Price. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> Let me make you a beverage. To the Raymond Price is right. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she crying. goes off to make them a beverage. Right. <laughs> it's really a weird situation. So she's there, she's crying and Raymond's just kind of like, Oh, it's no big deal. <laughs> and, don't worry about it. Don't worry, don't worry about it. She cries all the time. <laughs> all the time. Sobbing. If um, I had a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I also thought it was fitting. They're like, Oh, um, anyway, so she just goes off and makes some tea. Right. So clearly Sarah here and Raymond, she's been coming to see Raymond for, you know, a bit, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Raymond's mm-hmm. our, he's our guy. He's our expert on EVP, you know? Right. So this is when we get extraterrestrials, another- extraterrestrials first predator. He's our, uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's our, he's our expert. Yeah, ET, ET versus predator. <laughs> ET versus predator. He's, our- I'd watch that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alien Gonzalez versus Predator. <laughs> I would also watch that. <laughs> uh, thinking of things that start with E. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 We'll get there. We'll keep going. Evian versus Predator. <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> Does that start with an A? E. 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 Oh, does it? Okay. Evian. Yeah. I thought it was Avion. Nope. Okay. You are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're wrong. Maybe they should pick better vowels. <laughs> Bet you thought Fuji started with a G. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Starts with a foo. Yeah. All right. So Ray Ray Price here, Ryman Price. He's our EVP expert. Um, and then he basically just um, sits down uh Keaton here mm-hmm. and pretty much just tells him what an EVP is, which we already know because right. we watched the he, first minute of the movie. Brit explains it to him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the EVP. Nice. Of course not. We get called 
Cranks. <laughs> Cranks you- weirdos. <laughs> I'm switching accents around. Yeah, a little bit. That's okay. It's fine. Uh, he yeah. definitely Britsplains it. So he Britsplains it to Keaton. So sorry to our British listeners. <laughs> no, wrong. And so, <laughs> and then he goes on to explain how he can hear and see and record people from the uh, through his fancy sweet ass VHS tape player machine. Which, while he's talking, he sounds like he's dying. Right? Yes. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm kind of worried about Ian McNeese here, right? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Like, his health seems like it's questionable. I'm He's also, wheezing a lot. Well, I'm also a little concerned that like he just told this woman who come, who's come to him to basically get the same closure that Keaton's getting, right? Right. He basically just like, hey, go make us some tea. Dude, it's your house. Well, come on. She's been there before. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'm not buying it. Um, okay. So then she's making tea still because it takes a while to boil water there. And Ryman Price and Keaton, they just decide to watch a few minutes of static TV. Which like, why does technology look like this in 2005? Again, <laughs> I'm not convinced that this is what, this is not anywhere close to like current television technology, right? No, but I mean, 2005 was kind of a borderline. I mean, I don't know. Like you're still using... I remember in early 2000s uh, using like the uh, the black boxes to, you know, scramble channels and sure. stuff like that. But you this, had like you had like an LCD TV or something like you had like a like there weren't there weren't they weren't the big boxes that they used to be at that I, point. No, but I mean, I, but still, I think there was it was a carryover. It was like a weird time, man, because like what, is this were, Canada. I think it was a weird time. It was like a change in technology. It was like it flipped over the next couple of years. Like I think it was like a real turning point of of TV right. technology and electronics. I'm gonna throw it out okay. there because like I, I I think I still had a flip phone then, definitely right. Like and you still like, oh for TV, sure yeah like TV well smartphones didn't didn't exist to like I mean iPhone came out in 2007 which we've talked about before. But I think mm-hmm. in terms of TV technology, yeah, then I don't like. I didn't. I don't remember having some fancy, not something fancy, but like you didn't have like the, uh, like they like these are like tube TVs that this guy has in this <laughs> in his workshop here. But like, I think that's what you that's what you need to talk to the dead. You can't just have a flat screen TV. Like I can't just right. go in my living room right now and be like, "Hey, Sony." They explained everything else stupidly. Why didn't they explain that stupidly? <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh well, you need the old stuff in order to communicate with the dead. Yeah, great. Write it off. I will say um, the stacked VHS players, though. I was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty hardcore. You know, you got to copy yeah. VHS. Why? <laughs> DVDs exist. Digital files exist at this point. Like, what are you doing? But you can't do the quick play and stop and record thing, man. With the DVD, you uh, can't do it. Like, I had VLC media player in 2005. You were 12 <laughs> in 2005. Come on, man. I was 16, Russ. Exactly. <laughs> I, was driving, I was driving to the movies by myself to watch White noise with Chris. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So they're watching. I had an iPod, Russ. <laughs> I had an iPod. I had a fucking iPod. <laughs> so they're watching a bunch of static TV, like uh, two two guys trying to watch Skinamax through, like, you know, <laughs> the wavy yeah. channel being like, like oh, ooh, maybe if we <laughs> twist its nipple, I mean, volume knobs. Uh, <laughs> we might get a little something here. I don't know. What you, dude, stand in the corner and it'll come in. Don't worry about it. Put that lampshade on your head. Yeah. Mm, just like that. Yeah. Chew on this tinfoil. It'll come in. Don't worry about it. 
Uh, and then you get a sense that uh, Raymond Price might be a little nutty. And he's a little obsessed, right? Because huh. just now, I'm getting a sense. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, he's heavily into Sony Electronics, um, mm. which is a problem. Sony Electronics, good stuff. We all are Sony, not a sponsor. But he's just his place is just littered and covered with just recordings and tapes and cassettes and equipment and gear and all this sort of stuff. So he's he's all in. He's he's. So- talking about the rush that you get when you're listening to dead people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's pretty fucked up. Uh, and this is when he prompts Jonathan, mm-hmm. Michael Keaton to say, mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Rivers, you want to hear your wife? <laughs> it's like, he's like, duh. Why am I here? <laughs> it's kind of like a leading question. I mean, come on, man. Like kind of a douchey question. To ask. Of like, course you did. Yeah. Nah, I'm just going to go home, which you should have said, because you don't, mess around with the dead right so then after that then they start hearing in the static jonathan rivers jonathan find him jonathan please find him and like over and over again Mm -hmm. jonathan starts sobbing because he's convinced that this is his wife trying to communicate with him raymond shuts it off and this is when we get our our line from the quote here uh here it has milk which Gross. First so of Sarah, all. Well, Sarah, so Sarah comes back with she comes back <laughs> with, with the tea, tea and with she just milk hand, in it. Which yeah, she, yeah. What the what? Never put milk in. I, I know there's a lot of people who put milk in tea. It's a British I'm thing. Not right? one. Is it a British thing? Maybe. Must be. She probably there's no way to in, know. I don't know. We there isn't. Know. No. Yeah. I do honey. <laughs> honey or like a. I wouldn't do sugar, but like a little honey. That's about it. I like my tea. Like I like my coffee. Nothing. <laughs> Other than the the beverage, that's fair. That's fine. No sugar. No, yeah. No nothing. Anyway, so she's like, "Here, this has milk." Which, like, why wouldn't you ask? <laughs> yeah, and why would they call that out? And now that we know that Keaton's family drank soy milk and regular milk, like, which mm. is it? Like, classic soy boy. Uh, so that was weird. That's another milk milk moment. Um. <laughs> And then, um, so then they're hanging out for a bit. And then uh, Raymond Price is like, oh, I've got to go take a shit. I'll be right back. And he just disappears (laughs) randomly for like a long time. And it's like, oh, I think he actually had to go take it. Like, what are you you doing? Like, what are you doing, guy? It could be anything. And literally just leaving so the two of them can talk. So Sarah and Keaton can like now have a connection. Um, And it just so happens that Sarah owns a bookstore. Right. And she knows Michael Keaton's wife. Like your wife mm-hmm. is a wonderful writer. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she's talking about how she like, oh yeah, like listening to the dead people. I know it seems like it's a whole thing. Took me a little bit to get used to, but now I'm addicted to it. <laughs> Wait, that's a weird thing. That's <laughs> a little bit. I guess. I guess we'll dismiss that. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess when you're in when you're in Raymond Price's house, that's not that weird of a thing to say. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, you could say much weirder things. Like it's, here, it has milk. <laughs> uh, oh, thanks. Great. And her fiance died eight months ago, apparently. Mm. And uh, she finally heard Sarah yes, which apparently there's a lot of this going around in this mm-hmm. movie, but mm-hmm. uh, her fiance somehow before he died promised her that when he died. Uh, he'd reach out from beyond the grave and tell her if she if he was happy or not. Which what? Like, have you ever said that to a partner of like, hey, you know what? Just in case I die, 
I'll find you from beyond the grave. Uh, I'll no. Find you. <laughs> I don't, it's a weird thing to say. It, it is a weird thing to say. Um, yeah. And then she just goes, well, and we probably won't hear from him again, but that's okay. I heard what I wanted to hear. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Cool. And same. <laughs> and glad we wrapped that up. Like, like back to the mansion <laughs> where, where it's always raining constantly. <laughs> Um, so then, yeah, Keaton's back home and it's nighttime and he, so he makes a recording, right? Mm-hmm. First, I think, right? Well, he makes, he doesn't, he, he, first he listens to the static on the boombox. Uh, okay. And, yeah, yeah. and he starts talking to it where he says, mm-hmm. Anna, this is John. There's any way you can hear me. Well, will you please let me know? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then there's just static and there's nothing. <laughs> Cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Great. Let's then, move on. And then and then it's just and then it goes into like a listening montage, right? Yes. Oh my god. So much Sony. So there is so many montages by the way and there's it's just so much Sony here. So it's Keaton just l- listening to static at home, at work, while he drives. Yep. To the home. tape in his car, he's at work with the headphones. Clearly, he's, the signs. He's becoming obsessed. Okay, we he's get not it. paying attention to the road anymore. Which, <laughs> yeah. by the way, you get in a car accident right now, that solves all the problems. <laughs> well, not for your son, who is to be mentioned never again. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the um, end, but the ending would still be the same if he just died right now, right? Because he still yes. dies at the end. Spoilers, right. whatever. <laughs> So uh, he's not paying attention to the road. And he, all of a sudden, he hears something on the radio. Mm. Susie. That's uh, right. That's right. Susie. So he cranks up the volume and he gets, Susie, call me. Mm. Uh, and that's when he veers across the yellow lines and he basically almost kills himself and whoever else is across the road because there's there's, it's traffic. It's during the day. Oh, and also, night. again, where is his son? Like, we haven't seen him in many scenes. <laughs> No, I think, well, I think his son was, I think there was a quick shot of basically him pawning his son off to his ex-wife. Because I think, I think they, they played this every once in a while. It was just like, hey, ex-wife, take the son because I'm dealing with mental problems. Yeah, which is fair, I guess, but. It's been sick. God bless her. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's (laughs) an angel. Um, (laughs) So. this we get to Raymond's house again, right? So they're hanging out and Ray goes like away, an, right? Inexplicable amount of time has passed because we've yeah. gone from Raymond was calling him Mr. Rivers constantly. And now mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I'm sorry, John. We have to be patient. Uh, yeah. And then this is when, yeah, Raymond goes away. And, well, because and, so Keaton came in, well, Keaton came in hot because he was like, he heard it through the static, right? And he came in, he right. came in fired up being like, hey, can I see her? Can I see her? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa we got to be patient. We got to be patient. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Let's go. Listen, buddy. Let's go easy there. Start with listening. And then Raymond goes away. And this is when Keaton finally hears, tell him because I love him, which is not helpful. Mm. <laughs> not helpful at all. No. And then we get the lights flickering. Yeah, the like find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. graphics are awful. Um, <laughs> there's there's headlights outside, and like Michael Keaton's like, oh, that was probably the lights. <laughs> Which like, no, the light was the spooky ghost that you led into the universe. Now, and good job screwing up everything for everyone. Yeah, but whatever. Stop meddling with you know the dead. Right, and then all <laughs> of a sudden he gets uh, distorted screaming from the speakers. 
and it uh, gets oh it's bastard, chaos. bastard. <laughs> yeah it's just like and it's just like chaos right it's just like jumping around it's like you big yeah bitch bastard crazy it's like going on cartman tourette south park episode with like uh with like a mix of like sam raimi-esque horror movie like zooms in like the speakers and like just jumping around the camera yeah. jump around but not nearly as good so picture sam raimi horror movie but not nearly as good right yep. with cartman yelling bastard right yeah pretty much yeah right. that's about I think, it I think, I think we nailed it <laughs> yeah uh and then you know he gets the uh michael keaton addresses this with raymond but like, who is that and raymond yeah. just goes it's okay. We have some very bad people out there. And then he just like deletes the message. Like, it's like, and they're gone. <laughs> and that's, oh, that. that was easy. Oh yeah. All right. Okie dokie. Guess like, so. Like, and why? then he just goes, they can't all be nice. They can't all be Anna, you know? Like why, what, why wouldn't Ray be a little more upfront about this? What's going on? Also, why, like, why wasn't Ray, uh, Ray, why are we calling him Ray? Ray Croc? Oh, Raymond. Sorry, sorry. My bad. Yeah, um, uh, I was thinking Michael Keaton. Like, mm. he's not at all skeptical of any of this. Like, he yeah. just immediately accepts that. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's dead spirits that are communicating with us. And this is the way now. Yeah. Like, this is it. Never once does he think twice about, like, what am I getting myself into? It's just like full, full throttle, regardless of any consequences. I mean, he's just got that taste of hearing, you know, his, his, you know, his. It's off. just his ex-wife, not his ex-ex-wife. So not his ectoplasm wife either. Yeah. No, me neither. So a lot of a lot of open questions, um, and that's I think um, I think that's it for part one. Yeah, might as well wrap it up there. <laughs> uh, so thank you for 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 bearing with us and listening, um, dear listeners. We'll be back on Thursday with part two. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at it's this meets that, and we're ITMT Pod on Twitter. Yeah, we're pretty hot on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, you, we'll, we'll, we're we gonna get, get there. Better. We're gonna get yeah. there. We're gonna get better. It's just the images, you know. It's kind of ugh. ah pictures. God, <laughs> if we could only just post static messages where you could listen, right? hear us talk. I guess we it. can. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, but if you're also feeling old fashioned, you can reach us via the email. Uh, at it's this me at gmail.com but then you can find all of our episodes at it's this me thanks for listening I love you